Uh, but welcome to Christmas at New Life Church. Inside of this season, inside of the last few weeks, um, we've been taking our, our time and intentionally bringing ourselves back to the reason for the season. Because here's why. Inside of this season, I'm, I'm not exempt from this. We're all in this together. We've got presents to buy and we've got places to go. I was talking to somebody this morning. They've already been to two Christmases already. And if we're not mindful, if we're not careful, we can miss out on the actual reason for the season. Because it comes around every single year, we can miss out on the miracle. Think about it. The miracle that was a Savior born to us. The moment that God wrapped Himself in skin and bone and flesh and came down to us. Amen, everybody. And so what we're doing is we're, we're stopping inside of this, this series called Emmanuel. We're taking the time to acknowledge the miracle of the birth of our Savior. The one, think about this, Jesus came. The one who came to reveal the heart of God to humanity. Like forever, the, the humanity had known the hand of God, the hand of God's correction, and the hand of God's provision, and the, the miracle-working hand of God. But, but humanity had never gotten in touch with God's heart. That's what created a distance between us and God is, is we're able to see His hand but not His heart. So God, being God, the loving Father, He, he wrapped His heart up and sent it to us through Jesus. And, and even on a deeper level, we're moving past the fact that Jesus came. It's one thing to know that He came. And we're thankful for that. Amen, everybody. But it's another thing to understand what actually changes our relationship with God, which that's my heart inside of the last few weeks, is that, that you would be able to relate to God better, that you'd be able to, to see God better, that when you pray, you'd be able to pray different, that, that when you believe Him for things, you'd be able to, to believe Him differently. You'd be able to have a better relationship. When we understand why God sent Jesus, the heart behind it, that's what actually changes our relationship with Him. It allows us to see Him as the loving Father that He is because if we're all honest today, most of us are familiar with religion and we're not familiar. We are familiar with God's hand, but we're not familiar with God's heart. When we understand the heart behind why God would send Jesus to us, why God would intervene inside of our situation, why God would come to us through this Emmanuel moment, it helps us connect with God on a deeper level. Helps him, helps him not be just someone off in the clouds somewhere who's disconnected from our life and, and disenchanted with our life. And if we're just honest, disappointed with our life. Come on, somebody. It's one thing to understand that He came. It's another thing to understand why. Understanding the why, why God would send Jesus, it allows us to see God for who He truly is. And that's precisely why He would come to us, because He loved us. He came, you guys remember this, He came because we needed help. We needed help with our sin. We needed help with our shame. We needed the hope to be able to write a new story inside of our life. Last week we talked about that He came because His desire was for us to have direct access to Him. This Emmanuel moment, He's communicating to us, I want to have direct access with my children. I don't want them to have to go through a priest. I don't want them to have to pray through a saint. I don't want them to have to worry about the condition of their life as they come to me. My only response is, I must get to them so they can have a direct line to me. Come on, somebody. So today we're going to close out our journey together and put a bow. Sometimes I'm funny. 
on this journey into the heart of God. And we're going to talk about this this morning. We're going to talk about uh, week one was He came because we needed help. Uh, two was He came because we needed access, direct access to Him. And today I want to finish out by saying just, just simply this, and it may be a little simple for you, but I believe it's going to take us into a deeper understanding and, and a deeper, more intimate relationship with our Heavenly Father. He came because He said He would. I think this is an overstated fact a lot that, that He came because He said He would. So let's start right here this morning. You know, when, I, when you think about that He said He would, talking about uh, what's the heart behind why God would send Jesus because He said He would. You know, when I think about the relationships inside of our life, I think about this one word, this word trust. Everybody say trust. trust. You know, that word has so much weight when you think about it. The word trust inside of the relationships. It has so much power inside the relationships in our life, doesn't it? I mean, without trust, without the ability to trust people in the relationships with our, in our life, without the ability for me to trust you and you to trust me inside of the relationships of our life, is there actually really a relationship? I mean, I've heard it said that the basis of every great relationship is, is trust. The, the basis, the foundation for, for any, we all know this, for any life-giving relationship inside of our life is simply, is simply trust. Knowing that someone exists is one thing. Being able to trust that person with your entire life is a completely different thing. Like, like right? Like, I, I know that the server at the restaurant exists. I see them. I'm there. But, and I trust them on a certain level that they're going to bring my food out. Maybe not. Bring it out fast enough. Maybe not. But, but do I really trust them? Do you see the differentiation between those, those two relationships? N knowing that someone exists, the same is true inside of our relationship with God. Most of us know He exists, but I would ask you this morning, do you really trust Him? Because the basis for you to have a life-giving relationship with God is trust. I mean, you know your coworkers, but, but do you actually trust them? You know your employees, do you actually trust them? Being able to trust someone, think about this, lean in with me here this morning. Being able to trust someone is the starting blocks for intimacy, for the intimacy, the closeness needed to have a real life-giving relationship. Wouldn't you agree? But being able to trust someone enough to ask them for help. Being able to trust someone with the deepest, darkest parts of your heart. Being able to, to trust someone to see all of you, not just the part of you you want them to see. That's actually a trusting relationship, is it not? Now, are you seeing the difference between maybe I know God and do I actually trust God? Knowing and trusting is two different things. The trust to allow them to see all of you, not just selected parts of you. The trust to give your life to them. This is the kind of trust that, that God shows us through this Emmanuel moment. The fact that most of us have reconciled. Here's the fact. The fact is that most of us have reconciled in our hearts that God exists. Amen? Amen. That He's like there. Somewhere. But, but when you look at your life, think about this. When you look at the choices you make, you look at the pace you work, the way you plan, the way you struggle, the way you worry, 
every day. The anxiety you carry, the fear that you can't seem to shake, the walls that you've built up in your heart. I think the conclusion could be drawn inside of your life, inside of my life. I think the conclusion could easily be drawn is that you know Him, but you have a hard time actually trusting Him. Because if you trusted Him, you you wouldn't work like you do. If you trusted Him, you you wouldn't worry like you do. If you you really trust Him, you know He's there, you pray to Him, you you, you feel Him in moments of your life, but but if you look at the the cadence, the pace, the the worry, the anxiety, the depression, I I would submit to you this morning that you know Him, but you have a hard time trusting Him. Would we all say, that's 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 true. Yes, we've learned that He came because we needed help. Let me just tell you this. It is, if trust is the foundation, if trust is the foundation, if it's the basis, the prerequisite for any life-giving relationship on earth, then it must apply to God also. Like in order for Brianna and I to have a healthy marriage, I have to be able to trust her. The same is true with God. Yes, we've learned that, that He came because we needed help. Yes, we learned that, that, that He came to give us direct access to Him. But I believe this, man. Come on, lean in with me this morning. The, the most powerful thing that God was attempting to communicate through sending Jesus to us was you can trust me with everything. You can trust me with every area of your life. I sent Him because I said I would. That's why when we come to the understanding that He is a trustworthy companion, that if He says He'll do it, He'll do it, it has the power to transform our everyday lives. If I can come to the place in my heart that, well, He said it, I'll see it. Well, He said He would provide for me. I shouldn't worry about this. Well, He said that that He's gone before me, that He orders the steps of the righteous. Well, I shouldn't worry about this because God, are y'all with me? If we actually come to the realization in this, then we're able to have a deeper, more fulfilling, life-giving relationship, which is what God's desire was through sending Jesus to us anyway. It'll change everything about us. Everything about our life. Come on, somebody. Listen to me. God is not only desperately attempting to communicate this directly to Joseph in this moment we're about to read, but but because He he wove it into the pages of Scripture, this powerful moment, I believe that He's attempting to communicate the same things to us. In order for us, in order for you, in order for me, in order for all of us to settle this trust issue in our heart, to move us from a place of acknowledgement of existence, to an actual intimate, trusting relationship with Him, we've got to dig a little deeper though. We've got to personalize this moment in Scripture we're about to read. We've got to personalize it. We've got to go beyond the storybook manger scene that we're all too familiar with if we're just honest. So, so let, me, let me set the stage for you. Then I want to read some Scripture and I'm going to give you some points. It's, it's, going, to, it's going to help you... Trust God more. One of the most foundational things inside of any life-giving relationship. So, so where we catch Mary and Joseph inside of this moment, what we're going to read, they're, they're betrothed. Y'all know what that means, betrothed. That means that their parents decided they could be married. How many of y'all would love that? 
If that were the case, Brianna and I wouldn't be married. You know what I'm saying? But, but they're betrothed, and so what they're doing is they're starting, listen to me, they're starting a one-year period to prove the purity of Mary. There's a one-year period where they both live with their families. They announce it to the community that they are getting married, that they're going to enter into a marriage covenant together. They live separately for the next year, and they begin to plan and prepare for this, for this wedding. Everything is moving according to plan. Imagine their excitement. Y'all ever been engaged? Come on now, it's the greatest thing ever. I'll never forget when I proposed to Brienne in a Walmart parking lot. <laughs> it's a longer story than that that doesn't make me sound as bad. <laughs> because you imagine the excitement. Come on, ladies, right? You get engaged and you got the wedding plan and you got to find the dress and you got you to get the venue and you got you to get this and you got to get that and you got to get the flowers and you got to pick the colors and you got to decide which one of your friends you actually want to be the maid of honor. All of this excitement is building up in the life of Mary and Joseph. They're no different than you and me. They're no different than you and I, except for they had a little bit of a stricter procedure as it was entering into the marriage covenant. But they had this whole year period of building up of excitement. Both of them know God at this point in their life. But what we're about to discover is that knowing God and trusting God is two completely different things. So read with me here in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. This is the moment we all know. It says, now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary, so now that you know what betrothed means, what it actually means, a one-year period of excitement, before they came together or consummated their marriage, she, found that, that she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. Stop. Like I know this is a storybook moment that we read and we're all too familiar with. But can you imagine the devastation? Can, can, can you picture the mess? Y'all ever been in a mess? That has now become their lives. Not, not, only, not only would everyone know that Mary has gotten pregnant outside of marriage, but under the law... Inside of this moment in time, Mary could be stoned publicly for being found to be pregnant before she was married. I mean, think about this. We've got we've to move past the storybook moment. We've got to personalize this. The anticipation. Think about it. The plans. The places that they had been in their hearts. That they had been designing the marriage, the life, the story. It all comes crashing down inside of this moment that just seems to skip by in Scripture. You know, it's always darkest before the dawn. Come on, somebody. But through this Emmanuel moment, God is about to shine some light on their circumstances. And I believe on your circumstances and my circumstances today. We're going to learn the unshakable truth today through this Emmanuel moment that I can trust God and I can take Him at His word. And if He said He'll do it, He'll do it. Amen, everybody. That even though the situation, because here's the problem we have, that even though the situation in my life may not look like I want it to look, God is still faithful to His Word. Alright, read along with me here in Matthew chapter 20. We, we, we know this part of the, the moment. This is where Joseph 
begins to question things. The Bible says, But as he considered these things that had just happened, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. For He will save the people from their sins. Verse 22, lean in with me here. And all of this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call His name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph awoke from his sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife. But he knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and they called His name Jesus. This is a pretty manger scene until we crawl into the details of the lives of the people that are actually inside of it. Well, Here's what I believe. I believe what God is speaking to you and I. I believe what God spoke to Joseph and to Mary and to the world through this Emmanuel moment is God keeps His Word. That God keeps His Word. I am the God. This is what I believe He's communicating to all of us. Man, and I don't know what you're walking through inside of your life, but I know you need to hear this this morning. That I am the God who you can trust with every part of your life. I am the God who you can trust with every mess inside of your life. Come on, somebody. I am the God who you can trust with every situation, every scenario, every sin, every piece of shame, every moment, every financial problem, every marital problem. I am the God who you can trust with your entire life. I believe wholeheartedly that's what he's trying to communicate through this moment to Joseph and to us. That I can fully trust him with everything. Amen. That I can trust him inside of this, this moment. It shows us that I can trust him with my questions and with my doubts that I can trust Him with my questions and my doubts. I love how you all got quiet on that. That means what I'm about to tell you, you need to hear. It seems that from the moment we're kids, if we're just honest with ourselves, and even learned about God, who God was, the existence of God, that our doubts, that our uncertainty that our questions were not welcome inside of His presence. Can I get a good, strong amen? That, and what that has done for us, because well, you, you've heard how people tell you this, don't question God. Oh, you can't doubt God. Well, what I came to tell you this morning is that, that this shows me that God is bigger than my bigger, biggest question. That God is bigger than, than the biggest doubt I could have about Him. As a matter of fact, it's not only welcome in His presence, but He encourages us to bring His doubts and His questions to Him inside of His presence. What that has done for us, this whole, you don't question God. You can't doubt God. Well, I do. Frequently. What that's done for us is that's just built a distance between us and it gives, it's built a lack of trust in between God and I. Because if I can't question you and I can't bring my doubts to you, if I can't bring my emotions to you, if I can't bring my frustrations to you, if I can't bring my doubts about your abilities to you, then I don't trust you. This is good, huh? 
It's one thing to know that He exists. It's an entirely different thing to trust Him. Listen, to me, it's impossible to trust someone in a relationship where it's not okay to express your doubts, to express your fear, to bring questions that when things don't make sense to you. So we live this life naturally through the progression of religion and through the progression of of just our lives. We live this life disconnected from the intimacy that God bought us through this Emmanuel moment. So we live separated from the intimacy that God paid for, paid everything for us to have. Through, Through this moment, God is saying, all of that, Joseph, Mary, all of that is okay with me. I am bigger than your biggest questions. I'm bigger than your greatest fear. I am able, can I just tell you this morning, God is able to withstand every emotion that He created and put in you. I am more than able, here's what God is saying. I am more than able and willing to prove to you that you can trust me. I love this, Matthew chapter 1, verse 20. I love the way the Bible puts things. It says, after all this happened, it says, but as he, Joseph, considered these things. That's a polite way to say, as he was thinking through his entire existence. I mean, think about it. As he was mad, no doubt. As he was disappointed, no doubt. As he was feeling betrayed, trying to find some glimmer of hope in the circumstances that he was now walking through inside of his life. Listen, what God has called you to do, just like Mary and Joseph, the miracle that is it, that God is about to do inside of your life, the victory that he's bringing you is way beyond what you can reason in your human minds. Don't you think you would have questions? Don't you think there would be doubt? If God showed up and said, don't worry about it, You'd say, I, 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 well, wait, what about this? What about that? Like, how, how does this work? Well, don't you know me, God? Because I know me, God. I love it because when we started New Life three years ago, I, it, was, it, was, it, was a, it was an interesting period in the life of, of, of me and my wife and our family. And we, we really didn't have any money. We didn't have a building. We didn't have a team, really. We had a few people. We had, you know, a few people. We didn't really like have what we needed, I felt like, to like start a church. We didn't have a worship leader. We didn't really have anything. We didn't have a kids, but we didn't have nothing. And then I fast forward. In a moment, God says, hey, I want you to plan a church. I want you to call it New Life. It was about that clear to us. And I fast forward to three years later, not even three years later, three years in August, the first of September will be three years and I've seen like over 300 people on a Sunday. We've crossed the 300 mark in people who've given their life to Christ. I see a kid's environment. We're going to youth camp this summer. Come on, somebody. We got a bus. I mean, we're running three services. Like God's fixing it. Like, it, can I tell you this? Like what God is trying to communicate to us and trust is that, that it's okay to bring me your doubt and your questions and your fears because what I want to do in and through your life, you wouldn't believe anyway. Like, how is it that we can't bring our doubt and our questions to Him if what He's called us to do and going to do in our life is is a miracle? I don't know about you, but miracles are hard to believe. And that's why He visited Joseph in a dream. Let me tell you this. He'll do the same for you. 
It may not look the same, listen to me, but you bring your doubts and you bring your questions to Him, just like He did for Joseph and visited Joseph in a dream and gave him a word. It may not be a dream. It may be in His Word. It may be through a relationship that God has placed you in inside of your life. It may be through a word directly from the Holy Spirit. But if you will be brave enough to bring Him your doubt, He is faithful to answer you. Taking Him at... Listen to me. This is what i got to tell you about this. Taking Him at His word. Trusting Him with my questions and my doubts. Being able to actually have the intimate, trusting relationship with God means, listen to me, you got to get this, it means that my doubt and my questions draw me closer to Him, not away from Him. It means that as I have doubts and questions, I just press in closer because i got to get an answer. I've got to get a word. I've got to get some peace. Come on, somebody. I've got to get some encouragement. My doubts and my questions should draw me closer to God, not away from Him. I mean, an angelic visit is about as close as you could possibly get. I ain't never had one of them. Maybe y'all have, and you're super powerful. If you have, let me know how to do that. That'd be neat. Proverbs 3 5. This is why this is, this is so this is so simple, but yet we've been taught the wrong way. God even knows this about us. He's like, trust me with all your heart, because your way and your understanding and your little mind and the way like the way I see time is totally different than you. And the way I see this situation is totally different than you. I know it seems terrible right now, but, but I'm about to do something big out of this terrible moment in your life. He says, trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. He says, if you'll just acknowledge me in all your ways, I'll make straight your paths. Come on, to be able to have an intimate relationship with Him, what is God trying to say through this Emmanuel moment is you can take me at my word. Listen to me, as you trust Him with your doubt, with your emotions, and with your questions, you, you have for Him, here's what you'll notice, your relationship with Him will deepen. God is saying you can trust me with your doubts and your questions. Inside of this, this moment, God is also saying that you can trust me with your mess. You can trust me with your mess. You can trust me with your mess. Here we find people, good people, just like you and me, Right? in the biggest mess they've ever been in inside of their lives. I know it's just a verse. As he considered these things, he decided to divorce her quietly. I know it's just a, a blip in the 66 books of the Bible, but, but this was a moment that happened in the lives of these two people. Everything was unraveling for this, this soon-to-be-married couple. What we read, even in this moment, is not the end of their mess. Not only would they have a 90-mile journey at the height of her pregnancy, and all the ladies said amen, on a donkey all the way to Bethlehem to give birth to find that there's no room, to like of no gender reveal, no nothing. They're literally in a stable with animals and there's, there's, there's no, there's no, there's no, what do you call them people? What's Don do? A midwife, a doula, there's none of that. You got a donkey, not a doula. Huh? Like this moment, God speaks to them. That wouldn't be the end of their mess. They still would have to travel 90 miles, a four-day journey in the height of her pregnancy by donkey to Bethlehem, only to find that there wasn't a bed. The magnificent birth 
that they were spoke to about from an angel would take place in a barn. They had a word, but they didn't have the results. They had a word, and they had a mess. I wonder how many times like they thought back on that moment with God on that 90-mile journey. Like, Was that Him? Was that something I just dreamed up? Was that really an angel of the Lord? Like, Am I sure that that's what God said to do? Like, am I sure that that was even God? Like, like, I wonder how many times Joseph rethought his entire existence, and so did Mary, over that 90-mile, four-day journey to Bethlehem. I, I remember, I told you guys th- this story. Uh, they, they had a word, but they didn't have results. Uh, I told you guys this story a couple of weeks ago. Brianna, uh, there was a moment where she was unbelievably sick. And I just began to watch her deteriorate. And I'll never forget this. I don't share this story often. I guess I have two times in the last three weeks, but not often. But I'll never forget laying in bed and I looked in the, the, the bathroom as she was getting ready and I, I just looked at her and I thought, she's going to die. That's what I thought. Could, doctors couldn't figure out what's wrong with her. It was just, it was a bad, she'd lost all this weight. And I'll never forget the day. She was just barely able to do anything. <laughs> and I'll never forget the day I came home and she said, God just visited me. She said it was in a dream, I think, wasn't it? And she said, I saw Jesus. I, I saw Jesus and He told me, hey, my, my, my daughter, you're healed. And just as she was as sure as Joseph was sure that, that God had visited him, but, but here we go, inside of the next 90 days of our life, she was sicker than she had ever been. Come on, have you ever had a word but not had results? Have you ever had a word and wanted to, to go back on the word because you didn't see the results? Yeah, come on, somebody. Have you ever been on a 90-mile journey on a donkey inside of your marriage, inside of your finances, inside of your spiritual walk with God? Come on, have you ever had a word but no results? Here's what God is saying inside of this moment. You can trust me with your mess. You can trust me with your diagnosis. Come on, somebody. You can trust me with your bankruptcy. You can trust me that walking through that divorce is not going to end you and end the calling of God that He has on your life. Come on, somebody. We can trust Him at His Word. We can take Him at His Word. We can trust Him with our mess. Also for them, think about the miracle that was the birth, the life and the death of Jesus. The entire world would be changed through this miracle. But it wasn't a miracle without a mess. Come on, somebody. It wasn't a miracle without a mess. They trusted God. Listen to me, you got to hear this because I know this is a word for, for, for somebody in this room this morning. They trusted God with their mess. And because of that, because they didn't quit, He was able to transform their mess into the miracle. I don't know what you're walking through today. Maybe it's doubting God. Maybe it's inside of your marriage, inside of your life, depression, anxiety. I don't know what you're walking through today, but God told me to tell you, if you'll trust Him with your mess, He'll lead you to your miracle. If you'll trust Him with your mess, He's able to lead you to your miracle. Through this moment in Scripture, God is saying, you can trust me with your doubts, and you can trust me with your mess. Amen, everybody? Here's the last thing that I'm going to tell you that I feel like God is trying to communicate through this Emmanuel moment is is you can trust Him with your mess. You can trust Him with your questions and with your doubts. 
but you can, you can trust Him with His Word. You can trust Him with His Word. I saved this for last. Honestly, everything, everything, listen to me, lean in right here. Don't, don't, just, 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 this is the, God brought you all the way here to hear this. I saved this for last because honestly, everything about building our relationship with God and trusting Him, it begins and ends with His Word. It is the foundation for this life-giving relationship that, that God's desire is to have with us. It's His Word. Being able to trust that what He says, like my relationship with Him, the foundation of it is me being able to trust that what He said in here, He will do. That if He says it in here, that I will see it in my life. Being able to trust Him with what He says in His Word, I can rely on. It's His Word. Listen to me. It's His Word that quieted the doubts that they had. Was it not? It was His Word that gave them the strength to carry on inside of their mess. Amen. And it was His Word and His Word alone that rotated the gears of time to manifest the miracle inside of their life. As much as it flung the stars in the sky, as much as it put the sun in its orbit, as much as it separated the water from the dry land, as much as it separated the, the waters of the Red Sea, as much as it delivered the, the, the Israelites out of Egyptian slavery, as much as it's healed your body, healed my body, set us free and saved us? Come on! Verse 22, it says all of this took place to what? What the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and she shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Here's what you've got to understand. I can trust Him with my mess. I can trust Him with my doubts and my questions. And I can trust Him in His Word is that 700 years before the angel of the Lord says this Scripture to Joseph, the prophet Isaiah had prophesied this. 700 years before this moment, God spoke it into action. And this is only one piece. Listen to me. This, this little prophetic line here that, that God speaks to them. This is only one piece of the puzzle that God proves His validity through His Word. I want you to know that people will fail you. People will let you down. They will say things and not do them. But God is simply not capable of that. You know why I trust Him? A million different reasons, but I'll give you one. I trust Him because of this Scripture right here. The Bible says, He that believeth on Me, as the Scripture has said, out of His belly will throw, flow rivers of living water. I trust Him because of John 7.38. 
many of you don't know this, but we have a 13-year-old son. We have twin 11-year-old girls. And they were born all... We had three under two when they were born. It's powerful. If you thought I don't act safe now, you should see me then. And... And everything was going great. And, and here we are. We, we, we go along and oh, you know, we, we finally figured out what was causing this. But I just got to figure out who. I think it's Brianna. Anyway, and, and we're pregnant again. We have no reason to think anything other Like everything's going to be great. We've had three pregnancies and this is great. And, and we get about halfway into the pregnancy. And I'll never, I'll never forget the moment we're sitting at the doctor's office in Yukon, Oklahoma, because Brianna has called me. She said, something's wrong. you got to come meet me at the hospital. I just feel like i got to get the baby checked out. And I'll never forget the moment where I'm standing in this room thinking, this is not happening to me. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a pastor. Like, I, I know God. And, and I, I watch as that ultrasound girl continues to rub that ultrasound over Brianna's belly and she's not saying anything and I'm like hey well, what are you finding and she said I, I I'm not a doctor I'll the doctor will have to come in and discuss this with you but but I could tell I said well you got to tell us what's wrong like like is there something wrong like like I've, I've been through three of these things I've, I kind of can see and, and I'm and Brianna's a, an RN and so she knows something's wrong and 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 ultimately I watch a tear roll down the, the cheek of this little ultrasound tech and my heart just sinks And I think this is not happening to me. And ultimately, you know what happens. The doctor comes in and says, we're sorry, but your baby's gone. What a mess. Now we've got to schedule a surgery and we've got to walk through that. And I mean, it was hard for me, but infinitesimal compared to what my wife walked through with that. And that was a pretty dark season. And then one day my wife, she gets an invite to this crazy charismatic conference that my mom takes her to. She really didn't want to go, but she went anyway. And this lady, I'll never forget this. This lady comes up to her and she's got this full African dress on, you know, from top to bottom, the hat, everything. And she, she says, do you mind if I pray for you? And Brianna was like, sure. And the lady puts her hand on Brianna's belly and she says, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. And we, we, we go to, to vacation the next day and we're sitting there about to have fun. And Brianna goes, I need to go to Walgreens. And I said, no, you don't. <laughs> Guys, if your wife ever asks to go to Walgreens, make her walk. And so we go to Walgreens and we get the pregnancy test. And she takes the pregnancy test in Colorado. And it's like, we're pregnant. Yes. Oh, no. Oh, no. What happened last time? I don't think I can do that again. And time goes by and we go to the doctor and the doctor gets the little wheel out to predict the, the due date. And the doctor says, how does February 27th sound? That's when you're going to have this baby. And Brianna immediately starts to cry. And I do what every husband does, try to figure out why she's crying. <laughs> and I said, what's wrong? And she said, that's the due date of the baby we lost. 
And I, 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 I trust Him because two years to the day of the due date of the baby we lost, we gave birth to my little River Max, who is God's symbol of trust in my life. And I'll tell you this, that wouldn't be the last time we would walk through a mess. That wouldn't be the last time we'd walk through adversity. That wouldn't be the last time we would have a word and no results. But what I have found over the last 14 years of ministry and over the last 20 years of walking with God, what I have found is that what He said He will do, He will do. What He said He will do in your life, He'll do it. If God said He'll restore your marriage, He'll do it. If God said you'll see a day that you'll be, be sober and never have to battle with addiction, He'll do it. If God said that He's going to bring you a calling and a purpose and an anointing over your life that will forever change the people around you, He will do it. If you'll trust Him with your doubt, if you'll trust Him with your mess, He'll lead you to your miracle. Amen, everybody.